Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fans. I'm here with the crown topic of the day. We started the show talking about the Mets. And while I'm understanding, doesn't mean I have to like it. I'm starting to get ticked off knowing that we're a month out from opening day. And the Mets acknowledging, this is what makes it worse to me, BT. They're acknowledging that they have needs by bringing in guys like Luke Voigt and Choi to be, you know, depth pieces for potential DH spot. And they, they are rumored to be, you know, interested in, in Michael Lorenzen or Julio Tehran. So they are acknowledging they need an arm, and they don't even have to acknowledge. We all know that they do. And there are arms out there, and they're not doing anything about it. Jordan Montgomery is the specific one, but just in general, when I take a step back, and I do realize the plan, and I do still trust Steve Cohen and David Stearns, it, I'm, but I'm still ticked off about this year, not doing nearly enough to field the team that at least would get me excited about the 2024 season. So I was saying to Sal when we start the show, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's very similar to trying to tackle something that on the surface is overwhelming. A project, a personal project that we could all relate to. Now, I, I love the grass. I've talked about that. I love I love shoveling. Sal doesn't. Maybe one of these days we'll get a shovel in his hand yeah, and move right. to New Jersey. Um, I don't love cleaning the garage because, to me, the garage is the most overwhelming place in my entire home. Which bat has my son outgrown? Which soccer cleats are now too small for my daughter? What dollhouse does my daughter no longer want to play with? You know, what the, the, the paints are we, are we no longer using? What What's expired? It, it's just crazy. There's just a lot of stuff, right? Not to mention that's where my wife parks her car and then we've got right. other stuff. I mean, shovels and, and salt and, and things for the garden. It's just a lot, right? And if I was to look at that, say if my wife's with the kids somewhere, garage the, the garage is open in terms of cars, and I go out there, I crack a beer, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to do it? How am I going to clean? I got two and a half, three hours carved out. Let me organize this. And I just jump around with no order and no plan and no system. I'm going to be overwhelmed immediately. If I focus on, let me say, okay, before you get to the gardening stuff or the winter stuff, the shovels, let's get to the sports equipment that no longer fits. If I start to do that, I can now understand what I no longer need and what is no longer desired. And that is what David Stearns is doing right now. He is walking into a very messy garage 
assessing what's there. Right. And it's his job. He's standing there looking at all the crap. That's what he's doing. That's Walking right. in that garage saying, oh, my God, how am I going to clean up this mess? Correct. I gotta, and I got to wait for him to sit there and figure out what he needs to get rid of. Just do it. Or bring in something else that's yeah. nice. But, but You, you but, can bring in the nice new set of cleats or clubs yeah, before you get rid of the old ones. Uh, but he didn't put the, rub, the rubbish there. That's the difference. If it was like year three for David Stearns and all the stuff that you don't long, you no longer want was his – like of his own volition, that's one thing. They hired him because he knows how to sift through some nonsense, and that's what he's doing. And I do think long-term, like both can be true. I understand what you're saying, and I respect their plan and trust that eventually it is going to lead to sustained success with the smarts of Stern, with the finances and guts of Steve Cohen. However, both can be true where they can be smart and disciplined and also get a pitcher like Jordan Montgomery that's not going to hurt them long-term anyway. BT and Sal on the fan, our friends at Town Fair Tire, remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name-brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. John is in Staten Island. What's up, John? What's up, gentlemen? How are you today? How are you? What's happening, buddy? I'm doing very well. So I'm a huge Mets fan. And I agree with Sal to a certain extent, which rarely happens, even though we both root for the same team. Here's my issue. They're making the mistake of saying they're going to go halfway. It's like in the NBA. If you're a middling team, it's no good. You know that. So if I were the GM of the Mets or the owner, I would realize there's no chance you're going to compete this year. I would get rid of Marte, get rid of McNeil, shed salary, but then I would reinvest that in an actual pitcher that we could have for a few more years. Because the reality of the situation is you lose Marte and McNeil, those are big salaries, which goes against the luxury tax, which you're paying double for. Yep. They, yep. Only, they only score one or two runs a game. But well, they don't, they don't average one down. or two runs. But they, the offense, listen, John. Yeah, I think that's a great point, though. Thank eh, you for the call, John. It's an interesting point. I don't think it's entirely accurate, especially thanks for the call as well, John, how John started the point where he compared being a middling NBA team versus a middling Major League Baseball team. Can somebody identify the last middling NBA team that got to the championship? Right. I, I wait all day. There is none. Uh, we can have a conversation about including the 88 Dodgers who beat your Mets. That was a middling team. They weren't very good at all. And they beat and they beat the Mets who should right, have wiped the floor with the Diamondbacks year. a year ago. And other other recent teams that overachieve. You can overachieve in baseball in a much more sustained way. You can overachieve in basketball during the regular season, but then it's superstar time and you're done. Right. It's not, it's not but, equitable. But the Mets last season, in the middle of the season, before the trade deadline, they had an opportunity to stay in it, get in the wild card, and go on a run like the Diamondbacks did. Yep. And would they decide? They well, said, that's you know your what? boy's fault. Well, it's well, not listen, David Stern's said, fault. You know it's what? the GM who did nothing We're not gonna when he was here. It. We're not going to halfway it. We're going to go all in the other way and yeah. sell and trade off these guys. And they did that. And that's fine. And I thought it was, at, at first it was tough to swallow, but ultimately I said, you know what, this is going to be a good thing here. And then this offseason, they are half-weighing it. They should look to change up certain things about this team, whether it is McNeil, I don't know what Marte's value would be on the open market, but you could make a case that they could have just said, hey, we're not going to be very good this year. They are basically telling you that. The owner has acted in the past knowing that if he's got a chance to win, he's going to spend. They're telling you they don't believe they really have a chance to win. They're going to see what happens. Field a team that might be competitive. Maybe they can make a wild card spot. Maybe they upgrade the team at the trade deadline. 
but they're they're basically saying we know we're not going to be on the par with Atlanta or Philadelphia or the Dodgers, so we're taking a year off. They've said that, lower the expectations. So then why not just really lower them? Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't be saying go get this guy or that guy, but they're talking playoffs. They're kind of half weighing it, and you could argue that they're one pitcher away from maybe being even more legitimate of a playoff contender. I get that, but it doesn't mean they can't pivot from this plan midseason. They could still trade Marte. They could still trade, you know, McNeil. I mean, obviously they could trade Pete. We'll see where that goes. I mean, that that's less desirable for most Met fans. But just because you start the season hoping to compete or thinking that you have a puncher's chance to hang around for a while doesn't mean that that's where you wind up. And if that's the case, then you can completely. You know, throw the previous roadmap in the incinerator and, and start over. I, I also think a lot of people miss one really important aspect here. Like, so if they were to do what what they're not doing, which would be to, like now, entering the season, get rid of Marte, get rid of McNeil, strip it down, take it on the chin, basically be a step above the 62 expansion Mets. I don't think that's good for the young players. Like, you have a lot of young kids who are going to be running out there a lot, getting a lot of at-bats and playing a lot of baseball. I'm not saying you have to win 90 games, but if you are just engulfed by this overwhelming stench of non-competitive baseball, I think that that really stunts and retards the development of these young kids. I really do. I think there's great value in young baseball players, even if you don't win a lot, being around some veterans who know how to comport themselves. You need that. Angelo is calling from Howard Beach. What's up, Angelo? Hey, uh, this is for BT. I, I first... One is a question, but I have to tell him how he unbelievably contradicts himself. Twenty minutes ago, he was saying what a great plan, uh, what a great plan Stearns is laying out for these Mets. How good they're going to be down the road. Then after that, he says, "If I'm Soto, I'm looking at Queens and I'm saying, ah, why do I want to go there?" You answered that fifteen minutes before how, you no, said no, that. No, no, Angel, let's take it. Let's take it step by step. You obviously didn't understand what I was saying, so. I am a believer in Stearns' vision. As a matter of fact, I think it's paramount. I think shortcuts would be so detrimental, so I like what Stearns is doing. I do not think the Mets will be, will be good this year. I've said that. I, so when I say that when Soto takes a peek at Queens, he's not going to like what he sees this year. So I'm not sure what you right. don't understand. But but what about, no, you said he's going to, this is after. We're talking about not this year. We're talking about his future. He's a young guy. Yeah. So we're talking about his future, Right. Well, okay. I don't think he's going to the Mets. Well, Andrew, you got to understand, when we talk about this, there's going to be a lot of hypotheticals that I've got to incorporate. No, Other... I, I definitely ahead. understand that. Okay. But one, one way you're saying, why would he want to go? And before that, you're telling what a great, you know, what a great plan Stearns is laying out. He's worried about his future. Number two, as yes. you are, I'm a big baseball father, right? Yep. Your, son, your son is about to go somewhere, and he says, Dad, what do I do? I already won a championship. Now, we're pretending we're Soto. Okay. I already won a championship. I know what it is to feel like winning a championship. But now I got a chance to make history, get more money than I could ever dream of, where I come from, whatever I can do. What do you tell your son? Whatever's in your heart, son. Right. And what do you think is in his heart? I don't know. Winning another championship or taking all the money he can get? I, I, my, if I had Thank to answer it for my son, I think my son would prefer to win a championship, also knowing that he's getting a boatload of money that has five or six generations taken care of forever. But that's my son. But don't you think that Soto having a championship in hand makes it a little more... I said that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's, that that's a little possible. To, Listen, to, to chase the money instead, we're saying. Just no, so. no. To be willing to go through a bit of a rebuild in Queens because he already has the championship and saying. the money's going to be comparable. 
Right. But I'm saying because he has the championship, like certain guys, if they're a free agent and say, well, I could make more money here, but I could also get that elusive championship Correct. there. You're going to maybe go for the championship. Maybe the he, Dodgers, he, the yeah, Yankees. He's already got the championship. That's so what I, I said. Would, I would think money would be front and center. Well, but yeah, yeah I'm, I can't dispute that. But what I'm saying specific to Juan Soto is that the money's going to be front and center no matter where he goes. If he goes to the Yankees. Like, it also depends on what kind of year he has. If he has a vintage right. Soto year, he's getting maybe 700 mil. What do you think will be his top priority? I can't answer that, man. Well, what do you think if you had to guess? I mean, I don't know If either. I had to guess, I think that he wants to to get financially respected. Interpret right. that, you know, however, right. you know, get the financial respect that he's going to. Show me the money. Yeah, show me the money. Uh, and everybody's going to show it to him, so that's not going to be an issue. It's, it's coming. Everybody's bringing the bag, number one. Number two... I would think, like, if now, forget about my son. If I was playing, it's easier for me to answer it mm-hmm. if I was playing. If I'm Juan Soto and I have a chance to play for the most historic franchise in sport, okay, the Yankees, and with an all-timer behind me for the next five years in his prime in Aaron Judge, I'm not leaving. Right. But if I'm Juan Soto, and that's your perspective. I, I mean, that's, that's how I'm I think Juan I would Soto, process it, but I don't know. If I'm Juan Soto, I say I want the most money. And if the Mets offer the most money, I say, well, this is a great opportunity to make this franchise, to get in on the ground floor, essentially, yep. and make this franchise something special in this town and go head-to-head with the Big Bang I don't Yankees. Think that's, I think that that sounds really cool, and I would be so impressed if somebody had the stones to do that. I, I, I think well, that that's, that's what I would do. I, yeah, I got you, but you're also a Mets fan. No, I don't well, think that well, that's... But you're also a Yankee I, fan. So I, I agree. There are some people that hate the Yankees, no, and I also about, made it clear, yep. I, wouldn't, I want the most money. If the Mets pay me the most money, I, yeah, I, but that's all we. Yeah, well, but that's all under the umbrella of the money's going to be basically even. No, I want the you most. You think the Mets are going to spend a hundred million dollars more on Juan Soto? I think they might. There's no chance in hell they do that. There is no way, zero chance. Hal's letting that go down. None. How? I'm, because he's going to match. You're telling me that. Let, so let's say I trust Steve Cohen to spend more money than I do Hal Steinbrenner. I, I'm not saying that that Cohen's not going to spend more money. So I gave you last week like a good Soto season mm-hmm. and what the ramifications might be contractually. Let's do quickly a great one Soto season. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's say I actually do not think he will fall prey to the short porch. You already spoke about this. He is so in the lab with his mechanics. He will use left field. I think his average goes up. So I'm going to give you numbers. I think he's going to hit. 309, um, 30, I'm not going to go crazy on the bombs, 37 home runs, 117 RBIs, OPS, almost 1,100. Yankees win 90-plus games, mm-hmm. and then you flip a coin in the world. In the, right. in the post. Okay. If he does that, he might get $650 million. Does that sound? Seven's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. not a pitcher. Okay, yes. You agree 650? Yeah. Okay. So you telling me under that situation where the Yankees win, he's batting second, Judge is going bonkers, he hits 309 with an OP, and he, and he wins the MVP or he's second, mm-hmm. and, and the Yankees are, are a beast all year, which I believe they will, that the Mets will offer 650, and Howe will be at 550? No, maybe six. I still don't see that. I, I, I'll give you that Cohen might come uh, up two, three, well, five. Well, he's going to have to. Well, sure. But it's not going to be the gap that you think it is to entice him to go to that yeah. team. Well, we'll but see. that's what I believe. I, I don't know. That's what makes it fun. We'll it's see. A, well, it's not for, for one of us, it's going to be Mike, fun. Mike, well, the chase well, will be fun. And it's going to end in misery for one of us. Mike is calling from me this season. Watch it. Mike is calling from New Rochelle. What's up, Mike? <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking hey, the call, man. The WBCC inaugural banner will always. 
be orange and blue. Con- congratulations, Big Sal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. The World Series of Baseball card goes to me, the first one ever. You're right. We actually got to get a banner. I was thinking about some stuff. We are working on a, a championship trophy for it, so we will have it. This was year one of it. We'll I will take care of the it. trophy. We didn't even have a banner. I'll get back to you in a sec, Mike. Hang on one sec, buddy. I will take care of the trophy. <laughs> I'm the trophy guy. I will I will design. We will have a trophy well, with a nameplate on it already in great. Sal Licata, 2024 baseball card, you know, the acronym World Series champion. And then when we play next year, if I win, I will have it and we will just well, keep I, going. Well, let me ask and you it'll this. be in studio. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think a belt that would be symbolic? I like the trophy better. I like but the World you, but Series. But you don't trophy. even know my idea for a belt yet. All right, let me hear it. I'm sorry. Well, I, still, I, I do like I, the I trophy wanna, better. But I kind of want to surprise you, but it oh. would be something that would be specific to the baseball card world championship. So meaning that we can saying. having like baseball cards built into the actual fake metal or fake gold. How sick would that be? I mean, that would be pretty sick. Uh, it's a An good actual idea. baseball card championship belt. <laughs> that, that is you have the guy. collage of cards in the center. Yeah. You have some individual cards, like let's just say, I don't know, Rick Anderson yeah. on yeah. one of the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I like it. And then I each like year, you know, like I would be able to wear it this year. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday I could bring it in when we do the But I do belt. like having the name yeah. and the year. Each so we, year, maybe right. we do a little hybrid there. Okay. Do the belt I'm with my ID. You got to have the name tag. we could have on the belt, maybe it says like, you know, Sal like 20. In, in, no, you could get engraved yeah. inside the belt. Yeah, okay. All right. What about, not bad. what about a what? Can't go for a ring? Well, yeah. Well, for I, what? I don't wear rings. I'd rather I'd rather wear a belt. Dude, I have a, a sick fantasy ring. So Do I got to show you something sick. You have a fantasy championship ring? I, I brought it to the GM draft, and I'm <laughs> flaunting that thing, baby. That's the champion's room. You stay outside, peasant. I got my good scotch right. in here. I remember all those lines when I, I got a championship belt. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, go ahead, Mike. All right. I, I think um, BT was bringing out a really good point. Stearns is wiping the table right now of the paper cups and the paper plates, okay, which consisted of Vogel back and all this that we had to sit through last year. Cleaning it up, all right? Next year, we're going to lay out the fine china, all right? It's coming, baby. All right, this is going to be his first big move. I can't wait. I've been watching the young studs. Sal, keep an eye. I know you don't like watching these spring trainer, but this kid Ramirez, man, everybody, since they got Williams and Acuna and everybody, Ramirez was the untouchable piece for the Mets. We weren't giving him up for anything, and I see it. This kid's like six foot, right-handed. He could throw. He could hit. Yeah, I don't even know who I, that I, is, honestly. Ramirez, uh, right fielder for the Mets. I forgot his first name, man, but he's okay. been in there. Is it Manny? For the last two years. <laughs> right, and let's no, Manny. Yeah, man, we don't care. Thanks for the call, Mike. We appreciate the kind yeah, you have no, You have no use for prospects. No, I'm no, disappointed. Spencer Jones, whatever. This guy, Ramirez, I, whatever. Come I, on, dude. I'm a, I'm, a, ma- I'm a Major League Baseball watcher. When they get well, up so here. so am I. All right. You know what? Coming back. I'm going to do something here because I've been waiting all week for it. Somebody sent me a ring too. Somebody okay. sent me a text the other day. Oh, what did I delete? I got to go back and get that. I'm going to do it on the other side because you talk about prospects and my love for prospects or di- my disdain for prospects. Yeah, I mean, so you my just, you just I'm going to tell you why. It. I'm going to give you an example on the other side. When we come back, we'll all continue right. with your calls as well. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. 
detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. the fan when this happened you talked about it on the fan Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown wow what a catch by the rookie ridiculous when New York sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. We'll continue with your calls on the Mets, 877-337-6666. So I said before the break that I had a list for you that we we're going to go over, something we're going to do here as far as the prospects go. It's not that I don't like prospects. It's that I don't love them as much as you do, or maybe other people get sucked into it thinking every year that these guys are going to be guys. I heard it with Brett Beatty. I've heard it with Mike Pelfrey. I've heard it with Alex Ochoa, Fernando Martinez. It goes on and on and on. Now, you talk about Spencer Jones, okay? And now he's the guy that nobody can touch. He's going to be the next Aaron Judge. I know. All right, stop me where I've heard this before. I'm going to go over a list of some names starting from 1990. Oh, Okay? Actually, 19, I want to go back to 1988. Go back wherever you want. Because this is where... Yankees or Mets? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing just Yankees Let's go. Somebody sent me this. Actually, Gus, you know Gus Frigoreau from SNY. Yeah, he used to produce my show, The Wheelhouse. Shout out, Gus. The other day when we were talking about Spencer Jones, he sent me some texts and goes, send this to BT. I said, okay, I'll do it when the time is right. The time is now right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I like the, how you save it and plot it out. Go yeah. Ahead. So I, I told no, this I, won't work out favorably for well, Sal. It, Let me it, just take a guess here. No, no. It's not, it's, this is just factual. It, yeah, it has I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. And, and I brought this name, too. Maybe this is where it starts for me, being a young kid and having my uncle tell me about these prospects. And, oh, you got to collect this card. One of my uncles used to be obsessed with Sam Horn. Remember him from the Big Orioles? Big first baseman, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah exactly. I oh, Sam Horn. He was he with bought, the Yankees for a second. bought like 100 of his rookie cards. Why? Well, yeah, well, he thought he was going to be a stud like everybody else. Then my other <laughs> uncle, Hensley Mullins. So Hensley yeah, Mules. I he was be so good. I collected his cards. Yeah. Guess what? So that was that the guy. first one. Hensley Mules. So I am giving you a list of the Yankees' top-rated prospects. This okay. is year by year. All right, gotcha. From their farm system. I believe most of it's Baseball America. It's certainly, or Baseball Prospectus, but I got okay. you. So the the just, absolute just go number through. one top-rated prospect. Right, got at, it. at that particular time. And if I have to add a little commentary or a little perspective, I will. Let's okay. go. Hensley Mules. Stiff. Bernie Williams. Amazing. Now, obviously, we're moving forward through the years. Of course. Brian Taylor. Injury, unfortunate. Derek Jeter. The man. Ruben Rivera. Uh, disappointing, highly. Nick Johnson. It was actually pretty good. He got hurt. He had, had a couple of good years with the Nationals. He could hit, and he could play Top first Top prospects, base. though. Uh, Drew, he, I liked him. Drew Henson. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't a good player. I mean, he was he was. No, Nick was actually pretty good. Yeah. Nick, look, yeah, but, you'd be surprised. Trust yeah, me on the yeah, numbers. Yeah. I'm more of a numbers guy than you. Trust Number me on the pick. numbers. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, can't trade Nick Johnson. No, no, I'm not saying oh, that. Nick Johnson's going to be a stud. Yeah, I'm just telling you. He was pretty good playing the big leagues. Nine? Over, did he play that much? Yeah. If I had to get 
I do want you to fact we'll check. Have to do a little, I mean, get, you, you, get you, the yeah, I'm get sorry. The I'm not, I'll give you Bernie and Jeter. I'm not giving you Nick Johnson. I'm not Johnson. saying Nick Johnson's a superstar. I'm just saying that you're sleeping on him like you always do when it comes yeah. time to make a point against the Yankees. So, and that Nick was 2000, Johnson, 2001. Nick, he went to the Nationals as well. Nick Johnson, baseball reference. Here we go. Baseball stats. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. I said nine years. Let me see. Yeah. I was just a guess. Yeah. Uh, I know we Nick get hurt. Johnson played. He was always hurt. Oh, my baby played 10 years. Okay. Okay. What was his career average? 270. Uh, not bad. Career OPS of 840. Yeah. Good fielder. Yeah. 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 How, what was his games played? Like uh, his, he had a lot of injuries, yeah, dude. Well, he, um, he got hurt a lot. Would you say he lived up to the billing of top pick? No. Okay. I, I definitely would not say that. But keep in mind, well, with the Nationals. The well, I understand. But he had 290 with the Nationals, mm-hmm. 291 with the Nationals, 289 with the Nationals, 295. All right, let's get to some of the I, good I, names. Well, you, you don't ready? like this one because I proved no, you wrong. No, no. And Nick was I, a good ball player. You just admitted. You said you think he's top he, pick he he got, No. Uh, or not top pick, but like. down. No, but he got hurt. He was Solid major leaguer. Good player. You put him in a category of at least he was a productive Correct. major leaguer for a certain yes. period. Drew Next. Henson. Uh, better football player than baseball. Juan Rivera. It didn't work out. Deiner Navarro. Uh, yeah, that was somebody I thought yeah. was going to be pretty good. Uh, catcher, no. Okay, remember these names? Because I, I remember, remember every oh, one of these names. Navarro. I remember oh, every one. Juan now, Rivera. just let me interject oh. for 10 seconds. Yeah. Just be, And I, and I want to keep going. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting exercise. Just because these publications had them as the consensus top prospect for the Yankees doesn't mean that I bought into the hype at the highest level right. of each one of them, to be fair. Right. No, Go I know ahead. that. Okay. Well, and just to be clear, is the Yankees' top prospect right now Spencer Jones? You know, I don't... Because Dominguez is he is number up. one or two? Yeah, well, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah with Dominguez as a right. pro, yeah, I would say one, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, go. let's go to this year because I've never even heard of this guy. 2005, Eric Duncan. Oh, Eric Duncan? You never heard of Eric Duncan? Nah, maybe I did, but I forgot. Can I give you... Eric, Jersey you kid. Oh, Eric Duncan oh. went to Seton Hall Prep. Oh, another local guy. You get all about these local yeah, guys. Yeah, dude, because... Did he, it, did yes, play, I do get the, excited. Did they ever play in the big league? I don't care where they come from. As long See, as that's good. the difference between me and you. You got no heart. I do have a heart. You have no sentimentality. I do have a heart I when mean, it comes kid, to certain things. The kids, you know, not far from where I live... It's a great Catholic school, which I went to. How many big league games did he play? I don't think he played any, but he was a good oh, lefty. But that doesn't okay. mean I can't root for the guy. Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes was was good, not what he should have been, clearly. Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, was terrific until he jumped on that stupid ch- uh, trampoline. And by the way, and the Yankees have also up. ruined him. Yeah, I know. I agree uh, with start, that. Relief, well, the, start, least, relief, start, relief. The with midges. Hughes, at, least, at least with Hughes and Jabba, you got some no productivity out of the major leagues. But still. No, they, short of what? Yeah, I got you. Here, here's one. Austin no, no, Jackson. Yeah. Outfielder. Yeah. I think they traded him to the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. he went on to Detroit. No, it didn't work out. This, this, Although he had a couple decent years for We're Detroit. getting now into the more yeah, recent years. Yeah, So 2010. Mm. You know the Yankees' top I, I Just prospect tell was? me. I'm guessing you're going to tell me. Yeah. The, the next Mike Piazza. You remember who that was? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not, but I know I'll know the name. Jesus Montero. Montero. Good call. That's right. That year. was that long ago? Yeah. 2011, Jeez. 2012 was his last year. He Three years in a row, he was their top-ranked prospect. Okay. Can't trade him. Next okay. Mike Piazza. Right, How'd that go. work out? Well, probably more like the next Posada. Well, here's, you know, here's one, run a little bit. Here's yeah. one I got to give Switch you. Hitter. Here's one I got to give you. Mason Williams. Outfielder, if I'm not mistaken, Mason Williams. Was he? Yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah, I think I was lying about that. You got to give you that. Yeah, I think he was an outfielder. Yeah, no, it didn't work out at all. Next, Gary Sanchez. Did it worked out? Then it didn't. We know the story. Next, Luis Severino. Worked out? Then it didn't. Next, yeah, yeah. Jorge Mateo. Didn't work out. Gleyber Torres. Productive major league. I mean, Gleyber Torres is a, is a very one, good but, major but, league but, baseball but, player. But, Come on, I'm not even a big fan. I, well, very good baseball player. Productive major leaguer, but. 
not the. He's one of the best second basemen in, in, in baseball. Oh, I understand. We can that. nitpick if he's worth one fifty. Supposed to be shortstop. They trade. Who'd you rather have, Jeff McNeil or Glaber Torres? hundred percent Glaber Torres. Okay. I told you. That. I'm just curious for different reasons. I got you. No, but Keep going. but would you say that he lived up to his expectations? No, oh, I'll tell you why though. Oh, there's a caveat. Only, Higher expectations. Yeah, but if he didn't start with the 38 home runs back in 2019 mm-hmm. and he had like 17 or and he built up to the 38 rather than the other way, you couldn't year, help but be yeah. disappointed based on the start and then where he is now. And he is good. Esteban Floreal. Floreal. No, no way. Jonathan Loisaga. Good pitcher. Uh, very good. Yeah, He's but, good. They missed him last year. Who else? All right. now we're, Well, now we're up to like recent. Jason Dominguez. Stud. Davey Garcia. Stud. No, I'm just kidding. He's done. Yeah, yeah. He's done. He, he, uh, he, he was a weird one, actually. Keep going. He was supposed to be good. I know. What happened? I know. No, he's another me, one. I know. No, can't trade David Garcia. I know. I Trust me. I got the, it. So it was Dominguez in 2020. Yeah. And then Dominguez again. Oh, yeah. This is multiple years. It's different. Keep in mind, there's no minor league baseball with COVID. So right. you, had to, you know, you had to navigate that. Dominguez and Volpe. Yeah. One guy. I mean, Dominguez looks like a superstar. Granted, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Games. Let me finish. Oh, come on. He looks like a superstar, albeit in an incredibly small sample. Volpe won the gold glove, mm-hmm. hit 20-plus bombs and 20 steals. I mean, right. dude, come on. But we just Spencer come, Jones right. is the man. Here's the point. So you say I hate prospects, and I say I don't hate prospects. I just don't believe it until I see it. We went back till from 1988 <laughs> with Bam Bam Mule. Do you want to go back to two before that? Jay I'd Buhner. actually like to hear the names. Jay Buhner. Uh, wow, we traded him. Yep, I remember Seattle. Was, was that very the Ken Phelps deal? Yeah, yes, right. Ken Phelps. Good call. Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Ornsberg. Uh, catcher, if I'm not a pitcher or a catcher. Definitely. No idea. In 86. Wasn't an outfielder. A pitcher. A pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, I thought so. I remember him vaguely, yeah. Jose Rio in 85. Pitcher. He actually he went, went, yeah. went to the Reds. Yep, threw heat, man. He, yep. threw, he threw cheese. Uh, one World else? Series in 1990. Keep giving me. Wait, wait. Now we just turned everything to the baseball card World Series. Now we just start the again. There's the last one because that's all that I got. 1983. Was wait, Mattingly came up in eighty for. I'm I don't give think you it would have been Mattingly at that point. No, I'm going to give you a hint here. Wait, I'm going to know the name. Rigetti was already up through the no no. Uh, when I think of it? him, I think of Oneonta Yankees. Bobby Meacham was before that. Oneonta Yankees. I think one of my uncles got me some kind of program and a flag pennant. I wish I still had Gerald it. Gerald Williams, rest in peace, Gerald, by the way, was after that. Oneonta Yankees, 1983. Oneonta. Give me a position. Outfield. Outfielder. Did not play in the major leagues. Oh, okay. Who do you got? I don't know. I mean, I probably know the name. Who? John Elway. Oh, thank Elway. Yankees were better. Based on this list, they were better drafted football players. John Elway and Drew Anson. So the point is, we go back to 1983. Yeah, yeah. And of those top prospects, maybe three, maybe three, two yeah. definitely yeah. with Jeter and Bernie, maybe three have panned out to be what you expect. And you probably have four or five major leaguers in there. That's going back almost 40 years. All right, this is going to say, I get it. I, it's a very, it's the highest miss rate in all of sports because there's so many things you can't. When you draft the six we, we foot, we don't even want to do the Mets list. Damn it! Uh, yeah, that, when we need some last one day, we'll bust that thing out. Trust me, that is uh, already mentally noted. That, that will be out right. at some point. You know, you draft some six foot five stud from Texas, first baseman, lefty, probably a pitcher as well. Throws ninety three, ninety four, but really a, a hitter. And you think he's going to be the man, and then you give him a piece of wood instead of metal, and you go uh, seven hundred miles from home at a high A ball. With grown men from all over the world, you don't know. But that's the it's point. A, I, no, no, I, I, I give you that. Of course. Here's the difference, and this is going. Listen, this is going to sound arrogant. I don't mean it to, but it is what it is. So, there are publications, okay, and and I respect them. All right, and then there are eyes. 
my eyes yeah. that I rely on yeah. with baseball more than any other sport. Okay. And and I know a lot of these guys were hyped up. I remember watching Hensley Mullins and saying, this guy can't hit a curveball, man. Even when I was young. Right. Mike Blowers can't hit a curveball, right. dude. Right. I'll throw other names at you. I won't because we got to get a break here. I look at Spencer Jones because he's the most recent mm-hmm. one, and obviously Dominguez, and I see quick twitch. I see explosion. I see different traits, and that's what gets me excited. doesn't mean they're, they're both going to pop and be Hall of Famers and get retired numbers in Monument Park. It means they're a little different than Florial. Yeah. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Kearney, Salatana, back on the fan. We'll continue with the calls here, 877-337-6666. I just got to bring something up real quick. Obviously, a good baseball day here on the show. But so yesterday, we spent a little time on the Jet stuff the day before Shane. Both Shane and Joe Douglas spoke at the Combine. So a lot of Jets and Giants topics. And one of the things that pertained to the Jets here was the residue of McCall Harbin's comments, right? About how the Jets are basically dysfunctional and they're a clown show. Now, that's his interpretation. He seemed to be completely disconnected from even wanting to be a decent, let alone a good teammate. So that's being what it is. Sour grapes. Okay. Can I really tell you, and I believe this, like I mean this, man, the NFL needs to launch the most thorough investigation that they've ever launched on anybody, going back to Spygate and Calvin Ridley betting. If it, as it's been asserted, and I know that some of these tweets have been deleted, but if McCall Hardman actually leaked the Jets game plan to the Eagles and the Chiefs, as as several people have corroborated on now, he's got to be banned for life. I actually would rather, I, I would rather that, I would rather somebody bet like Calvin Ridley, bet $10,000 on his team at that point, the Falcons to win or the over in a game. And I don't want that either. But compared to a pro leaking information about what you're about to do to another team? The more the more shocking thing to me from that whole thing was that the Jets actually had a game plan. I think it's much ado about nothing. Oh, honestly. I don't. We disagree completely. We don't even then. know if it's factual. No, that's why I said and you by have the to way, launch the Jets, it. In- the Jets won the game that he's talking about with the don't Eagles. Don't care. Principle. That's yeah. why I'm saying you launched the investigation. You don't just throw out this, oh, yeah, you're suspended for the year or you're banned for life. But... I mean, you talk about the authenticity of the NFL as it applies to gambling, like, and referees and all the things that fans complain about because they think some people think, oh, there's a script, or, oh, you know, they want Mm. this team because the ratings pop and all that stuff that we always dissect and go through each year. If you're a football fan and there's a guy who allegedly, allegedly took the game plan and literally, allegedly gave it to the opponent, that guy can't play in the NFL for at least a year. He's got to be banned for a year. Must be. What was the timeline of of these events, though? So he was obviously still with the Jets yes. for, for both those games. Did they cut him immediately afterward? Like, it's on the team to me to punish him as, hardly as, as harshly as they can. They didn't know that it happened, allegedly. Like, this came out after it. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't Sauce have a so, tweet Sauce about that? Sauce tweeted it, and then he deleted He had the that tweet yesterday. No, he deleted it yesterday. No, no, but I thought that there was a, a tweet earlier. I don't know. About, got, no, no, not about the leaking of the game plan. 
Not to my knowledge. That I was thought that there was. Sauce. I was trying to follow along with Connor Hughes tweeting about it, and he had some info on it. I, Connor's good. I, so, I know what you're saying. It's a, it's a. Oh, it's a horrendous look. Yeah, it's the worst. Unethical. Form. I mean, dude, it's a what, low life move. How can you be a worse teammate than that? But Again, we don't allegedly. even know. We don't even know that he did it. I saw. So I'm saying allegedly, and I don't, and I don't think it mattered. Anyway. I think it does. It just shows bad character in a guy. Uh, yeah, this is from Connor. He tweeted this uh, about 11, 12 hours ago. Yes, I'm told that these are. Uh, that there was a validated belief from the Jets that wide receiver McCole Hardman, uh, frustrated by his lack of usage, lacked game plans to the opposition, as implicated by several players, Sauce Gardner, Kenny Yaboa, the tight end uh, today. Not just the Eagles game, but also the Chiefs game. Uh, I mean, so it started getting well, a little they, steep. But they You've got to investigate that. this. They believe that. Yeah, I, I'm, look, I'm all for an investigation. I, again, I, I just don't. Yeah, that bothers me. because and it, listen, Treason? I, well, yeah, it's the lowest get, form of being a teammate. It. I get it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I that mean, is but weak. The, the Chiefs still had him. He's a Super Bowl winner. I'm I mean, not yeah. taking away the Super Bowl trophy or the fact that he caught the game-winning touchdown, but I am taking away the fact that uh, he was a horrendous teammate, and there's got to be some retaliation for that. And, and if you if he did, in fact, leak it to the Chiefs, right, mm-hmm. which would make sense, he's got a lot of friends over there, you think the Chiefs would be like, oh, this is a guy we want to employ? Like, think about how— Sure, why not? Because then who's to say he wouldn't do it to them? Well, because I think that he would do it. They can, in their own mind, say, yeah, he really misses us, and he's just trying to hook us up. They can. I'm not saying that that's How would you necessarily value, true. I would but, look at a guy and be like, man, this guy's got major characters. If you're leaking it to us, you're going to leak ours to somebody else eventually when you're not happy about your playing time. Or they know you, him better, though, than the Jets, so maybe there's more for trust. But I don't know the answer he, to that. I'm just saying. I just, even if it's for optics' sake, I think the NFL does need to launch some investigation. They, they cannot ignore this. BT's, I've never heard this in my life. Yeah, and I'm not I, even buying it's true. I, 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 but the Sauce Gardner thinks so? Get out of here. But that's why I'm using the word allegedly. I'm yeah. not saying that it's definitely true, but this, Sal, we've been watching football since the me in the early 80s, you in the mid-ish, you know, slightly after that mm-hmm. 80s. I've never heard this in my life. Yeah. You got to investigate. BT and Sal on the fan. Alex is calling from East Quag. What's up, Alex? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How you doing? How are you, Alex? Hey, buddy. Hi. I'm just out here to give a little trivia on behalf of the senior citizens uh, uh, hmm. like myself about the, some of the Yankees' um, top prospects. I want to just name three people going back to the late 60s just for a little info, and then I'm on my way. Go for it. They, they had a non-draftee born in American Samoa named Tony Solaita. Did you ever hear the name? I have not. Drafted, uh, a non-drafted uh, 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 signee in 65. In 1968, he hit 49 homers and drove in 122 runs for the Yanks in the minor leagues. They brought him up to the team that year. He had one at bat, never did anything after that. The guy, he, Unfortunately, he went back to American Samoa, and he was uh, killed in a shooting incident like in 1990. Tragic thing. How but do you spell four- his name? I've never heard that name. What's the last name? Uh, Solaita, S-O-L-A-I-T-A. Really interesting story. But 49 homers back in 68. Keep uh, going. Anyway. Wow. Let me move on. I got to check you mentioned that. Jay, you, you mentioned Jay Buhner. One of the worst trades in Yankee history. They got back the guy nicknamed the Fireman, Ken Phelps. Kenny Phelps. Kenny Phelps. Kenny Phelps. The mustache. Now, remember the Yankees oh. back then, Alex, <laughs> and thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in. The Yankees back then, as you well know, BT, whether it's Fred McGriff, whether it's Doug Drabeck. Doug Drabeck. They were trading a lot of their prospects. Did you know that the Yankees had Willie McGee in their system? I did know that. Yeah. Think about that. Think about those names that they had in their system and traded away. And that goes to show you, like, you know, you should value some prospects. They just kept trading, you know, 
maybe the the wrong ones or, or definitely the wrong ones, but maybe too many of them at that particular time. I think it's got to be a balance, and it's on the organization to know which ones to trade and which ones not to. I mean, it's pretty simple. If you get that right, you're going to be fine. And it doesn't mean that you could tr- you're always going to trade the ones that you don't believe in. Sometimes you have to really give to get. But there is something to say about that list of top guys in their form system from 83 or whatever we went back to that didn't pan out. The the top, top ones Mm -hmm. a lot of times are the ones who don't pan out. I don't know if it's easier to scout now or harder. I, I, I honestly don't know. There's better players. There's better competition all around. So you will be able to, I, I think, more quickly decipher who's real and who's not. I mean, you go back to like the 70s and, and even the 80s. Of course, there were studs everywhere. That's always been the case. But... You know, I I can't prove this, but I strongly surmise just the way youth baseball has gone the last couple of years, perfect game, some of these big-time umbrellas. You know, you you might have a high school stud in in some suburb in Pennsylvania, and he hits 499 with 17 home runs, and he faces a kid. The best pitcher he faces is throwing 81 miles an hour, which is batting practice at a higher level. So you draft the kid, and you think he's going to be – the power is going to translate. Then he can't hit 90 when he actually sees it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And now you right, mix a, in a lot the international of, players more so now. It's, uh, it's interesting. Understood, but a lot of these guys are being ranked the top prospects in the farm system. Yeah, After, I know. I know. I'm speaking generalization. Yeah, I know, no, but, I hear you. But on I'm that. saying, like, a lot of these guys is like, oh yeah, he's Jesus Montero. Here he comes, Triple A. He's dominating. Brett Beatty. Here he comes, dominating. All of a sudden, you get to the show and you shrivel up and you look like you you don't belong. So. Uh, it, it's not just evaluating them at a younger age. It's seeing what they do through the farm system, through the minor leagues, and then they come up to the big leagues and they look like a different player. Annabelle is calling from Bridgeport. What's up, Annabelle? Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? Hello, buddy. I'm, do- I'm, do- I'm doing real good. Good, good show. Good show. Uh, I have a couple points on the Mets. Uh, I heard you guys talking about baseball cards. I would just want to throw in. Give me a second, please. And uh, I have a collection of baseball cards from 1979 to now. I collect them. Wow. Uh, uh, is there, are we supposed to respond? I mean, congratulations. Well, I mean, uh, come on. No, I, I, what am I supposed to say I to mean, that? I mean, that's nice. On, ask him a question. Do you, like the, the guy. Do, do you like the baseball card How much card is it segment? worth? How much can you make? That's what I'm going to ask. What's your most valuable? Uh, forget about him. I'll ask a nice question. Annabelle, sir, what, what is your most valuable card? My most valuable card is Tom Seaver, my idol. Oh, there you go. In See, terms of sentimental sen- connection, well, I like that. Sentiment or 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 money? Like I'm, I mean, worth. Uh, sentimental. There you go. That's that's where the value is uh, at. Yeah, sentimental. Okay. Now, going uh, going to the point about the Mets, Sal, I agree with you one hundred and fifty percent. The Mets got to get Montgomery. The, yeah, I think they uh, do. You there? Uh, Was well, that a question? Yeah, or? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm here. And, uh, we, and we also need we also need a DH. I know, yeah. and that and that's the frustrating part, right, Annabelle. Buddy. And thank you for the call, and good luck with that card collection. That's a long time. I can't keep up with the current stuff. Like it's out of control. Oh, current yeah. cards. That's a lot of cards. Nineteen seventy nine. That's cool. It is the, the, for me the most valuable stuff that I have is sentimental. Like I look back at those, they're worthless pieces of cardboard, but sentimental to me. Yep. So I do understand that, Annabelle. I just wasn't sure if I was supposed to tag that with something yeah. similar to. I'm not sure if you were asking the question, like. 
I think Montgomery's the one move. Yes, they could use a DH, but I could understand why they want to keep that spot and maybe evaluate some of the younger players. I don't need to see Mark Vientos, but they want to see him. So fine, I'll understand that. Maybe he has a chance to be a good offensive player. There is no excuse to me, though, not to go get Jordan Montgomery because you need pitching. You need it now. You need it next year. You need it forever. Montgomery's a solid arm. A guy who's been proven in New York, obviously proven in the postseason, and he's not going to cost you as much as the top guy would. At least I, I wouldn't think so. So that would be the guy I would look to go get. I'm going to give you the top three most valuable baseball cards from the 1979 set that Annabelle has. This is tops. Okay, you ready? Number three. Willie Stargell. Pete Rose. Ooh, okay. They, now, they did win the World Series that year, the Pirates. And he won the MVP with Keith. So that's a good guess. Uh, Pete Rose. I remember. I, I actually remember these cards. Yeah, Barely. Let me see. If I could see through the cracked screen in your iPad. Oh, that's, oh, that's that something I do remember that. You do? I had a couple of them. Dennis Eckersley, number two, and the most valuable, Ozzie Smith, rookie card. Yeah, so it must be. Oh, is that? And Padres. Let me see that one. Yeah, yeah. Look at the. That's look at, look at Ozzie's chops. He's got those, like, the disco chops. Uh, those are awesome. Yeah. Look at them. Wow. Now, those, look at the unis. So those that's rookie awesome. cards in mint condition, or how much does it say it, the I don't value? know if it has the va- It does. Um, that This is between $2,100 and $2,400, okay. it's and be, I'm assuming mint. It's got to be mint. It's got to be. Actually, if it were Gem Mint 10, it might even be more than that. But, yeah, it's all about the condition. All right, beat Sal on the fan. Anyway, yeah, it'd be nice for the Mets to go get Montgomery, and it'd be nice to have a, a set from 1979 on. As a matter of fact, BT and Sal on the fan. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 39 degrees and partly cloudy, although the sun should come out late this afternoon. The temperature won't go above the low 40s with the real feel in the mid 30. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.